This is Dylan FM, the podcast that goes deep into the work and world of Bob Dylan. If you love Dylan, you're in the right place with your host, Craig Danuloff. There are more than a few Bob Dylan album covers where we know a lot about the photographers and the photographs. Thanks to interviews with people like Daniel Kramer, who produced the Bringing It All Back Home cover, or Jerry Schatzberg, who took the famous blurry photo on Blonde on Blonde. Today, we're going to learn the story of the World Gone Wrong cover photo, which was taken during the Blood in My Eyes video shoot. The cover photo on World Gone Wrong is distinctive, not the least because Dylan is wearing a top hat, but he's also in a striking setting, has great lighting with vibrant colors, and gives off a vibe which is just different from that he gives on every other album cover. Go to bobdylan.com, look at the man who's staring back at you on every cover from the first album through Springtime in New York. I think you'll notice a striking similarity in all of the faces except one. Even in 1961, Bob is confident. He looks like a centered person, someone who knows something and may be willing to tell you, but not on World Gone Wrong. That's a guy who may be in trouble and certainly does not exude confidence. He actually looks like he wants something and it may be help. Our guest today took that photo and dozens of others that day. Her name is Anna Maria Velez Wood. She's Colombian, had a career as a dancer and a choreographer as well as a singer-songwriter, but she's also a lifelong photographer. She toured with the Eurythmics, among others, which led her friend Dave Stewart to give her a call when he was shooting a video and wanted some photographs taken. Anna tells us the story of that day today and how her picture came to be on the cover of World Gone Wrong. If you've seen the Blood in My Eyes video, you know that Bob turned up in a top hat and a long black jacket and walked around the streets of Camden in London, talking to people and signing autographs. Even walked around with a gang of folks following behind him. The black and white video is distinctive for a number of reasons. And besides the World Gone Wrong cover, you've probably seen a few other photos from that day as they've been used in magazines and on book covers by Michael Gray and Grill Marcus. But Anna took several dozen beautiful photos that day, both color and black and white, of Dylan in the street, with people, getting filmed, walking with a dog, and hanging around in Camden Town. Like the video, they're wonderful and distinctive. You can see all of these pictures on Anna's website, which we link to in the show notes, and you can even order prints. She's held two exhibitions of these photographs, one in Sweden in 2005 and another in London in 2012. There's a link in the show notes to a video of the London show, and there's a gorgeous full-color catalog from that show. We're working with Anna to make some copies available, so make sure you're on our seven days mailing list you can join at freakmusic.substack.com if you'd like some info on picking one up if we're able to make that happen. Anna was very generous in talking to us about that day, photographing Dylan, spending time with him after the shoot, and more. She's very thoughtful and shares great insights into the process and the people and the journey that a morning of photographs have taken her on for the last 30 years. If you're hearing this, you're listening to the public episode which includes the core story of taking the pictures and their journey to the album cover. On our extended edition for FM Plus and Premium members, we talk with Anna for another 30 minutes and you'll learn more about her private time with Dylan, the process of the shoot, 
and a lot more about the exhibitions and other events that have taken place because of these photographs. For our premium members, the whole interview is on video, like all of our interviews, and it's filled with the photographs we discuss. You can join FM Plus right now with just a click on the subscribe button if you're in Apple Podcasts, or visit fmpods.com if you're listening at any other podcast player and want premium access. It's just $4.99 a month, and it gets you all of our 30-plus extended and bonus episodes from this and last season, plus over 300 more from Pod Dylan, the Dylan Taunts, and the other members of the FM Podcast Network. Joining also supports us in creating this kind of content, so if you can become a subscriber, it would be appreciated. Details on our premium membership is in the show notes, too. Before listening to today's show, I'd strongly recommend you go watch the Blood in My Eyes video, especially if you haven't seen it in a while. There's a link in the show notes. We've got a great episode today, so let's talk with Anna Maria Velez Wood. Welcome, Anna Maria Velez Wood, who um, most people in the Dylan world don't know by name, but know her work because she shot the cover photo for World Gone Wrong, and as we're going to talk about, a series of uh, very interesting photographs of Bob Dylan in um, 1993 in, in London. But Anna, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. No, thank you so much for taking an interest on my photographs and the whole history around it. It's, it's great to share it with all the Dylan fans. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I only found out about your website recently, and I've obviously known the photographs, and we've seen them. I've got in the background, you're on the cover of uh, the Grill Marcus book, and you've been on the cover oh, yes. Of other books and people know the top hat photos right because of of the million distinctive bob dylan photos uh the top hat and even many in hats but you've got the only top hat photos i think so so everyone knows them but there's way more to the story and there's way more photographs than most people know which will link to your your website so people can see them and they can even order prints um but you've got an interesting background in that you you got there by a almost coincidence that you knew Dave Stewart because you had toured with the Eurythmics That's and, right. uh, and he knew to call you. So if you don't mind, uh, tell us the, the story of, of how it came to be and a little bit about your day and then we'll that day and then we'll talk about it more. In 1993, I had already known Dave Stewart for maybe four years. I have toured with him with the Eurythmics and and also with the Spiritual Cowboys, which was post-Eurythmics. And uh, he knows about my background in uh, photography because I've done photography since I was very young. And I always do photography, but photography has not been my real work. I just do, f- f- you know, f- photos wherever I am. And I, I'm always kind of, seeing things and I've been a very you know keen kind of um, photography uh, adept so what happened is that Dylan called him I think he called him like at two in the morning or something like that and he said you know I'm I I want to do a video and Dave you know Dave is one of the pioneers of uh, of uh, music videos and and He's a very visual person. He's actually a great photographer himself. And uh, all to do with visuals. He's, you know, 
music and visuals is all connected to him. So Dylan knows this. He knows they very well. They're very good friends. And he said, I want you to direct this video for me. And he, he said, tomorrow. And so Dave was very excited. He's a mega Dylan fan as well as, you know, being a friend. He's, you know, he kisses the, the earth he walks in. But anyway, somehow he said, um, he called me. I think it was maybe seven in the morning. I had just gotten back from the Amazon. And I was really kind of trying to adapt to, I was in London, obviously, and I was trying to adapt, uh, uh, you know, to the schedule. And so I was very, very jet lagged. And he said, listen, I need you to come and do these still photographs. I'm doing a video for Bob Dylan. And I said, okay, I'll be there. So I had to kind of, you know, I stood and I got my camera ready. I had to repack because it was packed in a very funny way in a canteen, plastic canteen. So if I turn in the Amazon, everything floats in a canteen. So you have your most important belongings in a canteen. You know, it's like a milk, small milk canteen, plastic canteen. So I thought I can't bring that. So I made my kind of normal um, photography bag and I got there and then the day began and that's how I got to do the photographs uh, that was my connection and uh, you know it was a very interesting day very very interesting day I went to the church studios that was a, a recording studios in Crouchen that belonged to Dave Stewart. They don't belong to him anymore, but in those days, that was his recording studio. And I remember walking in and being introduced to Dylan, who just he shake my hand and you know, and I said hello. But you know, because my life has been really out of phase, I've never realized the. The I knew Bob Dylan, obviously, and I know, you know, his big personality, but I was not completely aware of him as, you know, the depth of his work and his artistry. And my whole background has been in so many different things. And, uh, you know, Bob Dylan was in the periphery, really. I didn't kind of... Um, thought much about it and I said but and I was also how am I going to do these photographs and everything and how is this I didn't know what to expect we went out to um the lock in Camden Town you know for people who don't know London is this uh part of London where there's there are canals it's 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 called the lock in Camden Town and there is a huge market so it's full of people and then we started. Was anything, you know, blocked off or there was locations reserved or you were just going out into the public and whatever happened, happened? No, there was nothing. There was nothing. We just went there. And then we had a few, They we had a about maybe four or five people with us. Dave had a camera. And then two other people had a camera, you know, I don't know, 
you know, small cameras. And then we had one person, a tall guy that I, I knew from music business who does security, but he was not official or anything. And, you know, we just went out. No kind of, no preparation or anything. It was a very spontaneous thing. And it was great. Dave is great at doing that. And I found out that Dylan matched him very well for that, you know. And and they just, we had a little tiny tape recorder who played this song, you know, a tiny little thing, played the song. And we had Dave filming. Uh, there were two other guys who were just kind of assisting him and filming and, uh, and, uh, this guy that I told you that it was kind of semi-security. It was not very official. He just kind of standing by. And uh, apart from that, that was it. I think one of Dave's kids, who was very small at the time, was around in the nanny. Or, you know, they were kind of very, very familiar, very kind of friendly. Nothing you know, that made a lot of noise. However, as we started filming, I think people started to realize, you know, that we were doing a video and who they recognized Dave, they recognized Dylan. Dylan, he was less recognizable to begin with, but he was so distinctive with that top hat. Did the top hat come from Bob? Did it come from Dave? That It, it is distinctive. I think, I think that I know it came from from uh, Dylan. Yes. He I I don't know, but as long I saw it and he was with the hat. So he must have thought about it, you know? He must have thought about it and you know, it's a very uh very London thing a top hat. It's not that everybody nobody walks with a top hat here unless they're going to Ascot or something like that, you know. But it is a very distinctive British thing, a top hat. And I don't know if he thought about it, but it is it is very funny because some of the pictures, there is one picture in particular uh, that I made in the exhibition, like I made it rounded and it looks just like Abraham Lincoln. It just is so Abraham Lincoln. It was like incredible. So I made it like a coin because... When I saw it, and it was, it was really difficult to do to find somebody to do me that frame, the rounded frame. I it was hard work. Nobody wanted to do a round frame, and I said, no, it has to be in a round frame, and it is. It, it is a beautiful kind of image because it symbolizes so much for me that image. However, we went around and we went around. Um, you know, through different places, through the lock, through the main street. And then we walk into one cafe where is where I shot that the the cover. And it was all very, very fast. I mean, it's no posing for any moment. It was really actually you had to be really kind of alert because the shooting opportunities were scarce. It was like 
it was gone, you see. And there were people coming in and sitting in with him and standing. And there were all the people, you know, it was not a, a lot of people, but it was still quite a few people because between the cameras and and the people that they were engaging to sit with him in the table and the people who were playing the recorder. And, you know, it's it turns out to be maybe 10 people or... Oh, so the the people who talked to Bob were asked to talk to Bob versus kind of being yes, they were, were, were they were hurt. I always thought they were just people on the street kind of bothering Bob. No, it was they were interested and they definitely wanted to engage with him, but it so turned out that they wanted to they wanted them to be on the picture. Them meaning Bob and Dave, oh. but I think. It, it is very curious because I, I saw Dylan, it, it was beautiful to see him, how he was functioning, because I think he was very, very aware, but he was nearly not present. It was like he was on, present only on his own mission of doing this uh, yeah. video. Yes. And you know, some people, there, there are some photographs, the ones that... I took in the main street where there are a lot of people coming and asking for autographs and he was making it part of the video, but you see him and he was, so he had an expression that it was, he was in the song, but sometimes he'll go out of character and then you'll see, and you see it in the photographs as well, how he just kind of, very softly smiles and uh, and then goes back into his kind of persona, video persona. Did the crowd or the people who realized it was Dylan ever get out of control? Because, you know, Dylan's whole life is him showing up somewhere and it building to a situation where he's got to leave because people aren't behaving. No, no, no it never got out of control, really. And then there is a moment where people are kind of recruited to walk behind him. There is a part that we're walking up from the lock up into a path and then crossing a bridge. And there are people, there is even a juggler kind of walking behind him. And they were all kind of recruited. Dave is a genius doing this. He knows how to kind of put people in the right place. And he may have said, oh, you just come. You know, they were curious. Oh, yes, you want to be part of it? Just walk behind it, probably. We went to have, after the filming, we went back to the studio in Crouchend. And I think he took a little rest. I think he must, he was kind of trying to gather himself. I don't know if he went for a walk. I think he went for a walk as well. And I hear he does that from other people. He kind of takes off and goes for walks. But I didn't really notice. I remember when I went to meet him, there was something really funny because Dave, in, Dave and he's done this to me a few times in my life, you know, before behind shows and, uh, you know, in the dressing room where he says to the roadie, oh, can you bring the guitar for Ana Maria? And all of a sudden, you know, I have like, you know, Tom Petty or George Harrison or, you know, some kind of luminary in my dressing room. And he said, oh, can you sing a song for them? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I got used to it. And he, uh, he did that 
to me with uh, with Bob. He said to somebody, can you bring the guitar? And then he brought the guitar. I didn't know why he wanted the guitar. I was there, Dylan, Dave, and me, myself. And then he said, Yana, can you sing a song for Bob? And then he left. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes. And he left me on the room, and I just sang a song for him. And I was going like, and he was very attentive and, and very complimentary. And I said, oh, thank you so much. I was kind of like a little bit nearly apologetic. I thought, God, this is, you know, I'm not going to match this. You know, it's it's kind of nearly imposing this. But he was very kind, very, um, you know, with a lot of elegance because he's not he was kind and complimentary but not overly just really very the word is elegant i don't know which other word to find um and then we when we went back to the studio and he had that little walk in that little rest we went to a restaurant in crouchend and he was quite quiet most of the time. He was very quiet. He would speak to Dave. And, and then he wanted to know about my Amazon trip. He was very interested. On the, oh, great. Yeah, he was very interested. And I was telling, you know, little kind of stories about it and everything. And all, But he was quite quiet and not, not kind of just listening. And then all of a sudden he stretched to me and just put his hand in my arm and said, I have two daughters. One is called Anna and the other Maria. And then move back. Oh, that's yeah, so very, nice. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. And after after we had the dinner, me and Dave, we were all excited and, and, and said, oh, let's develop this photograph. So we went to Covent Garden to this photography place which ran, it was called Joe's Basement. It doesn't exist anymore, but... It, you know, you could bring your films 24 hours and they will be ready in an hour. So we went there and they've had a flat very near there in Covent Garden. So um, we went for an hour to Dave's flat and we were going like, yeah, we can go back. It's an hour. We come. And then we went and got the, the pictures and, and we were looking at the pictures and and Dave said, I'll bring them. They, Bob was going the next day to L.A. And Dave was going the following day. So he took all the pictures. And then the other day, so it's three days after the video was filmed. And I took the photographs that somebody called me and said, you know, Bob wants this photograph to be the cover of the album. So it was like, like a real kind of, um, you know, like so spontaneous and so kind of not expected. If you know, if you know what I mean. That's all we have time for here. But here's a little bit of what you could hear in the extended episode. See the show notes to learn how to get access. We borrowed a dog, a German Shepherd, to walk with Bob. I don't know, the German Shepherd with a little kind of a piece of wood in his mouth. Really lovely dog. 
I don't know if you've seen the, the painting that is behind him. And so I must, I might have missed a lot of that, but I never felt that there was a situation where there was a threat where he had to run away. You know, so I have this kind of gusto for, for poetry, but I never really went into the Dylan songs. And I started to listen and to listen and to study all these songs because we were choosing songs for the concert. And all of a sudden, I said, oh my God, I opened a huge vault of like a treasure. And I ended up looking at this space and I thought, this is the per perfect space, but this is enormous. I'm going to tell you something. Some people have known me doing things and they never know realize I've done those pictures and one day they say, oh my God, Dylan fans are so, you know, it brings them so much happiness to see, to see those photographs, so much happiness that I feel really happy. Anna, thank you for today, for taking the time. And uh, the, the photos are wonderful. My thanks for, for all you've shared. And uh, I'm glad maybe this, this, this show a little bit can help more people find the full scope of them and, and yeah. understand the story. Thanks for talking to us. Yeah, thank you so much, Greg. <laughs> Did you enjoy this show? Then please rate this podcast and leave a review. It really helps. And take a moment to follow this podcast so you don't miss upcoming episodes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>